Hi, this is Danny, the GM from the Lost Omens podcast, and Mina from the Grim Podcast of Perilous Adventure. The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. For more podcasts like this, visit ProfessionalCasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, BeardedDragonGames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code ProfessionalCasual at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at BeardedDragonGames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code ProfessionalCasual at checkout or use the link in the show notes. Episode 71, and everybody loves Dan. <laughs> Around the table. Episode 71, and this isn't fun. <laughs> oh. Is 71 one of those super high prime numbers? Uh, it sounds like a prime I think number. So. Ooh. Are you looking at it? Yeah. Sweet. I know there was a number I saw online. There was like, this is going to mess with your head, but this is divisible by three. And I'm like, no, it's not. And then I checked it. <laughs> 71 is the 20th prime number. Hmm. Whoa. And we're all prime for dying. Uh, yeah. You say all of us, but I don't think you mean that. He'll find a way. Oh, He's, I know he will. I've, I've, I've been basking in this for a while, so. <laughs> <laughs> it must be nice to just be unconscious. Yeah, Bruno doesn't have a care in the world. He has no uh, idea what's going on. Really, the people that have been after Carl forever have infiltrated this dwarf town, mm. and they're waiting in the inn next to the broth bowl. <laughs> they're like, yeah, we'll get someone here soon. Yeah. Sweet, sweet dreams of hand pies jumping over fences. <laughs> oh, God. It's going to be a TPK for Bruno. Bruno's going to be the only one that comes out of this alive. Yeah. Like his his survival strategy of dying in a pile of hay is yeah. going to actually be the most effective thing any of us have done. I've got fate points to spare. Let's rock. <laughs> What's it. the worst that can happen? <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Before we get into the, the dour Grim Podcast of Perils Adventure. First of all. Everybody is... Just having a great time here tonight. We are ready. I mean, Alex is here. How could we not? Alex is here in person. Hey, I was Woo! just going to say, if you want to see Alex in person, go to uh, patreon.com slash professional casual to get the video. Pretty exciting. It's been very nice to to see him here. I have a review. Sweet. Yeah, I sure do. So this is from Apple Podcasts, and this is from Terranow99. Hmm. And the title of this is a, quote, bad GM, unruly players, ridiculous characters. What a great podcast. (laughs) And they write, I have tried to listen to a number of RPG play podcasts and never really got on with any of them. Most either take themselves far too seriously, have atrocious sound quality or such as Critical Role might as well be on uh, being might as well be a radio play. It's so polished. Mm. Gapapa. Uh, it's a perfect midpoint. They're funny, but they take the role playing seriously, even though their characters can often be ridiculous and very funny. They're not played purely for laughs. They have a high technical quality to be easy to listen to, but not edited to within an inch of its life. And they're learning the rules along the way as much as the rest of us probably are. They make mistakes, but never let that disturb the storytelling and the fun. It's genuinely a highlight of my week, and it's like catching up with a bunch of mates and enjoying hearing their stories. And chuck them for a few quid on the Patreon and come and join the Discord. Come on in. The water's lovely. Hmm. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, very nice. I really appreciate the note, too, about like our technical quality, because that is something that we really strive for. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. Dan edits the audio and Tim edits the video and like they work really hard to get it to be really good. So. Thank you. I'm very picky about editing the audio, but apparently not within an inch of its life. So that's good. Mm. <laughs> I'm not sure what that means, but I understand what they're talking about, though, because like I've listened to podcasts where like they literally take out like it's two people having a conversation and within the editing, they've cut out 
every space between like if I'm like, hi, JB, how, how are you doing? Exactly. Like it's like duh, 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 and I'm like, what is happening? Mm. Like it is way overdone. So I know that and when I edit on my show, like we cut down on some of the pauses, but not so it's like blah, 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 blah. my general rule of thumb is unless it's a dramatic pause, I don't like more than about a second. But right there. We're pretty yeah. casual about our professionalism here. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't like long pauses. Mm-hmm. I don't like long pauses that are there for no reason. Because I've listened to other ones where I've counted and it's like 10 seconds of silence for absolutely no reason. That's too long. That's like, why is this not cut out? Mm-hmm. What is that gesture for? You want to fight? We're going to mutiny against you right now. Oh, no, okay. Long silences. <laughs> just a whole bunch of pauses all in a row. You just want to keep doing it? Yes. <laughs> Jerk. Do you have any questions? How about one from uh, good old Will B. Mohaniker well, on the yeah. Discord? Oh, yeah. Who are the characters most proud of? Slash, who is their role model? Ooh, that's a good one. Oh. I need a little thinky time on that. All right, what do you got, JB? Come on, I, cut out, I already edited out all your thinking time. <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> so... I'll give you all a little time here as I wax poetically about my father, Mm. Dr. Dregs. Not only is he the emperor's alchemist, which I I don't know if you understand what a big deal that is. He works directly for him, uh, which is the only reason he would spend long amounts of time away from us. He provides a great service to a very important person um, and has always helped uh, the little man. You know what I mean? He he goes out of his way to help the less fortunate, giving one out of every 10 gold that he ever gets from working for the emperor uh, to people that really need it. Pretty much the greatest guy in the world. He's my role model. I'm proud of him. And I want to be just like him. Wowzers. I like it. You know, I can't think of a really long term one for Carl, but like lately he's been real into Durak just as a uh, as a hardworking dwarf mm. who is always interested in you know kind of moving things forward and you know committing himself to a task Carl always is uh got his eyes peeled for a hard worker nice not to okay. step on Carl's toes but lucky also had his fingers really into Durak because he's not a great position and was trying to be (laughs) (laughs) oh man um well i would say personally lately um person i am proud of would probably be carl because he is taking many great steps to um know himself and what he wants to do in life and what he loves and is passionate about and it is it is hard i have seen too often especially in my own family of people are pushed into career because of family and they stay in that and they are not super happy. So that is that is a nice thing to see in Carl. And as far as who I look up to, um, well, I don't know, I guess. I kind of look up to Sigmar as can dancer, as aspiring witch hunter. Fair. Um, Herman? I literally uh, look up to Lucky because he is taller than me. <laughs> um yeah i look up to herman yes because his hat is so much taller yes tall hat tall hats all around oh but he gave you his hat right he so he doesn't even have a hat no more he's barely a witch hunter sounds like someone you shouldn't trust <laughs> he's self-sacrificed for me so i could have the hat and fill the role mm. uh bruno's guy is uh Little man that you might know as uh, Bruno. Uh, <laughs> you feel like uh, he's living his best life, right? He's got a whole bunch of friends that are just, uh, you know, just really helping him along, right? Uh, just that he couldn't ask for better. Um, I think. Himself. <laughs> friends who are literally <laughs> sacrificing their lives <laughs> for Bruno. He has no idea, though. I know. <laughs> and then when he wakes up, he's going to be so ungrateful. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that is absolutely true. Oh, fair. But he did get Mina that cake. Because for go. a second there, I was like, "Why? Why is Mina sticking around? Like she, she should go." But you did get her a cake, and that meant a lot. Yeah, oh, he's got a gun. 
Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> and he wrote, I don't know if that's that a fish on there, crossed it out. <laughs> yeah, he drew the, that was the thing. So Not only the cake, drew a fish, crossed it out. Cool. Well, thanks, Ohanika. That was a great yes, question. That was very good. All right. Lucky. You're running mm-hmm. through the woods with some dwarfses. What? I mean, what? I'm not on my way back. <laughs> you didn't go with him? No. You have to tell him where to go. Dumb. Fine. <laughs> right in the cart. You're a you, bad jam. He asked you where it was, and you couldn't really describe it very well. I said you were saying like a few miles. I don't know. Is that in the southwest? By the way, the duck flies. Everyone knows how ducks fly. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is stupid. Fine, whatever. Okay. Were you really planning on going back to the hotel? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> That's amazing. I just ran an hour. I'm really tired and I'm sick. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, so uh, it's going to be a bit before you catch up to the farm. I said it's a bit t- it'll take an hour to run there with the dwarves. I want you to make a hard endurance test. Why? I'm riding on the cart. They brought it. They're not going to let you do that. Why? I barely weigh anything. Nope. They're, they're stubborn dwarves. They're not going to let that happen. A hard one? Mm-hmm. I would have made it if it wasn't hard. Shucks. They got um, two. You're going to get a fatigued condition. Sweet. <laughs> I don't know what that's like in other games. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In the stables at the farm, we have unconscious Bruno under a bunch of hay. Actually pretty well hidden. I feel great. Bruno, I want you to make a very easy hide test. Shut up. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, no problems there. All right, so you're pretty, you're really well hidden. Yeah. We know how good Bruno hides inside I hay. I was gonna say, we know how loud he is when he sleeps. This is a bad situation. <laughs> yeah, but you can't see me. It looks like you're digging for clams on like a shoreline, but it's Bruno <laughs> farting in a pile of hay, just popping hay up out of the pile. <laughs> so as Carl and Mina watch the entrance, you count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven goblins run in as the wolf is sniffing around. And then the wolf looks up and points with its snout at the stables you're both in and yep. the goblin on top looks over as well he, he can he tells that the the wolf caught a scent and carl says no no i can't believe <clears throat> oh hold on uh, it's not butter <laughs> well he told me that he he said stay here protect bruno i'm oh, gonna make a run for I'll it go carl uh, yeah, so Carl's gonna jump out of the stables and says, You maybe have taken out my friends, but you'll never get me. Uh, and he's going to make a run for it back towards the town. Okay. Uh, you know. All right, so you're gonna run. Uh, I don't think you need to make a test here. I want to have, you're just going to run out of the gate past the goblins and try to catch their attention. Yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm not going to try and be stealthy about this thing. So you, you run out and you see uh, you all the goblins look at you, obviously, because you are shouting. Um, you did catch them pretty unawares. They hadn't found you yet. Uh, other than the wolf knew which direction you were going to come from. As you run out, I'm going to have only the wolf make a free attack on you. Okay. It's going to have to run past you. All the other ones are going to be surprised. I don't know if anyone's ever told you this before, but you're a good GM. Thanks. (laughs) Don't say that, because last time I said that, I got two arrows to the knee. (laughs) So the In real life, not even in a game. I can just imagine Carl running by that goblin that's riding on a wharf back, just being like, Oh, I got your nose. (laughs) (laughs) So the goblin does hit you with three success levels. Do I in the get, body? Can I make a dodge check, or is that not a? Uh... This is unopposed because you are fleeing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so he does ten damage to the body. 
But I know that's a place you have protected pretty well. I do have that protected pretty well. All right, I can. All right, as this is going down and they're all distracted, I'm reaching for Bruno's gun. Oh, that was almost a spit take right there. Yeah, Yeah, it it really was. (laughs) So remember, Bruno, uh, with that fate point he spent a couple episodes ago, he Mm. said it is on him. It's like attached him with a strap. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just so you know, I'm going to take it off. And all the goblins are watching Carl. (laughs) All right. uh, Yeah, I think that'll be okay. They don't know you're there. Carl, you just book it, huh? Um, Carl, make an athletics test to see. We'll count this as a sprint. We'll see how far you go. Yeah. All right. That's uh, three success levels. So that adds. um, I'm sorry. It's an average athletics test to sprint. So five success levels. levels. So that adds. uh, So that would make your movement of. Well, so it adds 30 yards to it. No, that can't be right. I don't know why 30 anyway, five yards to it. So your sprint would be 16 yards plus another. What did I say? Five. So you go 21 yards here. And I before we were rounding it up, so we'll say 22 effectively. So you go 11 spaces on this map we have. I don't know if people are looking at it right now on Foundry. Whoop, there oh we go. My. Wow, that's that's uh, a different picture. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I am really bad at spatial stuff. And like, you know, Dan can like describe stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. This is not at all what I thought it was going to look like. So. No. Dan, uh, Dan learned not to like clump his guys together. I did say that they were spreading out to search the whole place. They just hadn't gotten too far yet. They're almost all within the courtyard. Carl, um, see, as he runs out, runs past three more goblins outside the farmhouse gate. Mina doesn't know those are there. You saw 11 come in, including one riding a wolf, wearing a, a red robe and wearing a, a sparkling tiara. Amina moves over to grab the gun. The goblins are all kind of in shock, like, what? And then the goblin on top of the wolf turns after Carl, and he just goes, get him! And then he raises his arms in the air, and he starts chanting like he's, he's like, and Mina, you can see him waving his arms like he's, you look kind of familiar. It looks like he's trying to cast a spell. And he like he's he says this thing and he moves his arms at Carl and you expect like a dart to come out or something like you've yeah. seen from Lucky. Well he didn't finger gun, so obviously it's not gonna be a dart. Yeah, nothing happens. And he kind of looks at his hands and he's like, Ugh. and he draws a sword and points at Carl and the and the wolf starts to wheel around towards him. Okay. Um all of the goblins are surprised though, so Carl can uh, get another turn before any of them act, other than that dude. He was more aware because he knew the wolf found something. Yeah, um, Carl's going to continue with this uh, strategy and just going to holler out. You'll never catch me. And (laughs) (laughs) I believe him. I'm the gingerbread man. And yeah, I'm going to continue to try and bolt out here as I'm it's slowly kind of dawning on me that I am going to have to outrun a wolf. Mm, Yeah. So uh, make your average athletics test for the sprint. Uh, Well, I've rolled a six, though. So that's six success levels on uh, three more yards or six more yards, three more spaces. Carl doesn't just sprint away. He handstand sprints away. Yeah, he is booking it. So he's almost off the map here. And the the goblin leader yelled, get him. So Mina, uh, we'll go to your turn because we know the goblins are quite slow, actually. Um, is is this thing loaded, Bruno? I would say at the cost of a uh, fate point that I spent. Yes, it is. Okay. You did reload it before you went to the tower and you never shot it again. So it is um, loaded. I'm going to wait on these goblins to get clustered around the entrance to this courtyard. And then I'm going to blast them. I want them to be more congregated. What are you going to blast Me- them with? 
with my gun. Can you say it in Mina voice? <laughs> I'm going to blast them with my gun. <laughs> I'm going to use a uh, resilience point to determine Whoa. the result of my die roll. Okay. Oh my. I was getting real worried about you firing a gun without oh, any training. No way. <clears throat> no, him. <laughs> I know him. I was I already know. looking up the miscaster. Wait, did that goblin have a miscast? Uh, you're not there. You don't know. Did you forget to check? Nope. Okay. Sure. Yep. Okay. While we're doing this thing, like, right, Mina, it's almost like you have no confidence in the strategy of just lure them all away. I mean, I do, but I just want to kill them all. A gun's a good way to kill them. As we've learned. Gun does kill very good, but... Gun kill good. But I'm very <laughs> far away now. You are really far away. You're right. I'm rethinking this now. And if they're all going to chase after you... So... I got all the goblins moved so you can see where they end up after the end of their turn, all chasing after Carl. From your vantage point, you can only see three or four goblins. Okay. Uh, the rest you saw, most of them you saw out run out of the gate. Um, make a difficult intelligence test. Let's see if you could count how many ran out so you know how many are still inside. Difficult. Why are you gonna make it? She's not that smart. She's not super numerous, so she doesn't just get to do it. It's negative three success. <laughs> All right, so you figure about half or so got out of the courtyard. Okay. But you know that you see them running after Carl, and you don't see the one on the wolf anymore. Before you um, get to go, uh, Carl is uh, his initiative is higher though, so we'll have Carl go first before oh. we can make any decision. Hell yeah. Let Carl go. Same, like, I'm doubling down. Second verse, same as the first. I mean, you, uh, yeah, stopping to stand and fight now would be. Yeah, that that would be foolish. (laughs) Uh, All right, so I'm just continuing on the uh, average athletics checks. Yeah, all right. Uh, That's a 28. Uh, These are good rolls today. So that's four success levels. All right, so at that point, that takes you off of our map. So uh, any goblins that are still chasing you on their turn, instead of uh, we're going to go to the chase rules instead of following it on a map. So it is now Mina's turn. It's not great, is it? All right. So uh, on the discord, right, we're looking at uh, how big the blast radius is on the uh, the blunderbuss. Uh, The best that I believe that we could do is to get uh, five goblins at once. Um, either the five closest to Mina and Bruno, or uh, if we want to move, or Mina wants to move, uh, she could uh, go up and get four goblins. But I believe that also includes the wolf and the goblin with the red robe. No. No. It is not in that blast radius, no. The okay. goblin with the red robe has the icon where he's got his arms up. He's right just above the wolf. Okay. This one there. Okay. All right. We cannot get that one. No. All right. So my, I didn't expect them to all move so far. I thought that they would be a little bit more congregated at the gate entrance. And I would be able to shoot them with your gun. <laughs> but yeah, this is all kind of working out well. As far as just having Carl lure them away. They do all seem to be taking the bait. I'm like, I'm just waiting for like (laughs) you to say like, well, I got three success levels and Dan to be like, you trip on a root. Like, but why? I succeeded. (laughs) (laughs) Goblins. ah. Well, we'll see how the pursuit rules go. Uh, It's up to Mina. I'm going to. I'm going to hold. I've got the gun. I'm ready. But if they're all going to chase Carl, he did it for a reason. He did say to stay and protect Bruno. So I'm going to stay and protect Bruno. Okay. So I'm going to do. So on the goblins turn, they all, you see them run. All right. And at this point, you don't see any more in the courtyard. Okay. From your vantage point, they've all left the farmhouse. 
So on Carl's turn, we are going to be using the pursuit rules. I said chase, but it's a pursuit in the core book. So this will continue to be an athletics test, but now it's basically an opposed athletics test. Against 200 other goblins. I'm going to roll. And a wolf. I'm going to roll two. I'm going to roll one for the goblins. I'm going to roll one for the mounted wolf because it, it's a wolf. Obviously, it's, it's a bit different. Um, one for all of the goblins. They're just going to run together. Yeah. So if he group. rolls well, all 13 goblins <laughs> are inside of you. Um, so just to make sure, um, so people that don't understand how this works. So it says Jim decides how far ahead of the pursuit are from the pursuers and assigns a number to represent the size of the head start called the distance. Typically, this will be ranged from one to those almost in reach to four for those with a good lead to eight for those almost beyond reach when the pursuit begins. So you can lose them here if you get enough success levels over time. I'm going to set it to I'm going to say you have a lead of three at the moment, catching them off guard. Okay. And, and busting your way out of there. So, like, just kind of thinking about this, though, and this is sort of beyond Carl's conception anyway, but, like, would I want to be in a position where there's where I've not clearly gotten away because I want to maintain their interest in chasing me? Uh, that's up for you to decide as you go. Yeah, I will yeah, that say was kind of like one of those questions, like, how do I win game, Dan? You can. <laughs> <laughs> I will let you um, elect how many success level after you roll. I'll let you choose how many positive success levels you will accept on your roll. So say you roll four positive success levels. You can choose how many of those you want to accept. So if Carl wants to slow himself down a little bit before I tell you my result. Yeah, let's go ahead and say I got four success levels. Yeah, just like after you, you roll. Yep. I said, yes, <laughs> I did. It was your example. <laughs> As an example. So I'm not like, obviously, if you roll two success levels, you can't say, well, I get four success levels up to yep. what you actually roll. I'll let you elect how many you have to, to say if he slows down a little bit or not. Yeah, but then they'll give you you'll run the risk of slowing down too much and allowing them to catch up to you, which would obviously be pretty bad. Yeah, this is this is like probably too smart for Carl to manage while he is running from a cavalcade of goblins. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I'm not going to try and power game this. Uh, So right now you have a distance of three currently. So we'll say if you get to uh, it says if distance reaches 10 plus the pursuers have lost their quarry and the pursuit is over for now. Uh, I thought it was it seemed like before it was going to be eight, but then it specifies 10. All right. If it gets to zero or less, you they catch up to you and we'll go back into combat. Okay. And you're going to get stabbed a lot. It was better in combat. (laughs) Those were all average checks. These are now opposed athletics checks. Yes. Now that they're all aware and they're all just running, yeah, after right. you, and the, there's a wolf also loping along. At you, yeah. yeah, yeah. The the goblin leader just said get him, and they're interpreting that as chase him down and and stab him. Apparently, yeah. All right. Well, let's all rip right. off the so I'm gonna use the same dice each time here. I'm gonna use just so I'm gonna say so I know. Oh, I'm gonna use the dice of doom, death, and destruction for the wolf. How'd you do? Dan, I've rolled a 99. Oh, no. So let's, wow. let's go ahead and uh, besiege the dark gods. How are you going to do worse than that? <laughs> yeah, I can't do You worse. almost can't. There's only you have a 1% chance to do worse. So just like from a mechanics perspective, wrapping my head around what might be a mortal danger moment. Trip over a room. Uh, once I roll for the dark gods, Am I going to be able to then, if I need to, spend a resilience to choose the outcome of the roll? Yes. Okay. I'm going to... I'm going <laughs> to... I'm doing it. Oh, <laughs> beseeching the dark gods. I didn't even have to ask. For Bruno. Can you do it in oh, character? I, I will beseech for Bruno. Can you do it in character, please, to beseech them? Hello, dark gods. Dark, <laughs> dark gods, help me, please. Dark uh, Manan. Dark Manan. <laughs> Shadow Manan. Uh, well. Oh, that's called um, Stormfells. Mm. That's, yeah, so two negative success levels that time is a lot better. Okay. 
that's really not good. That puts you to one in terms of distance. I thought this was opposed. I guess I don't get to find out what the opposition is before. I All right. So my goblins, this is athletics. That's based on agility, right? Mm hmm. My goblins don't have great agility, but it's not terrible either. They have six negative success levels. Okay. So that's a difference of four. Four in my favor. Yes. Wow. So you Things are great. You actually yeah. ex, ex, even with that fail, you um, increased your lead on the goblins. Hmm. So you have a distance of seven now from them. Yeah. Right. You said that it was a net four. Mm hmm. The wolf though is bounding along quite well and gets four success levels. So the wolf will catch me unless I spell my, spend my resilience. I can't seem to roll anything higher than 19 for this wolf today. So yeah, different dice. It's only it's the dice of doom, death and destruction is what they do, babe. Hold on. And not to metagame too much, but it's only one wolf attacking you once with yeah, the rider. To, you don't need to put the Nikes on for this one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, you I, could. My capacity to continue running away while a wolf is actively biting me seems worse. Uh, yeah. That, uh, OK. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, you know. What are these things on my character sheet for if I don't spend them? Wow. <laughs> the Black Peaks is where I get all the meta points. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, uh, with that resilience, I have instead rolled a one for four positive success levels. All right. So I think you've lost the goblins at that point, right? But not the wolf? Because I had negative six. Just that alone with your roll, you've lost the goblins. Well, yeah. that's good. The wolf is still on your trail. But it hasn't caught up to you because you're at positive. You were three away. That makes you seven. But I rolled four success levels. So you're still three away from the gob from the wolf. But yep. the goblins kind of lose. You don't realize this. Well, yeah, maybe you would. You look over your shoulder. And you don't see any goblins chasing you. But you see this one wolf just kind not catching up, but not not. You're not getting ahead either. And you see this goblin on its back with a shield and his sword raised, and he's just like, Long shanks! <sighs> so I'm we're gonna roll. We're gonna see how it goes. I've heard use the term long shanks of dwarfs. That's actually a dwarf on that wolf. <laughs> you can take a goblin. <laughs> but not a dwarf. <laughs> which is on that wolf. Alrighty, goblin we're gonna see if Carl can continue keep his lead. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's so bad. <laughs> I wish I had a blanket. I just want a blanket to hold up to my eyes. Like I'm. The lead you have on him is kind of like a safety net a little bit. You currently, you currently have a distance of three. That's do. Not. Not so good. That's three negative success levels. Aye. So you got to hope that I have negative success levels or you can beseech the dark gods again for Bruno. The odds that you were a lower than that are pretty good. Just reach out to Shadow Man. Before you add that corruption point. I mean, I did. No, I already I was adding it for the last okay. time I beseeched them. I will say at the elation that your plan worked and all the goblins left the farm, left Bruno and Mina alone. I want to give you guys your fortune points back. Thanks, hon. Oh, Sometimes okay. I'm nice. Wait, even me? Sure, I guess. Oh. <laughs> Why not? When oh. you, maybe if you wake up, you'll, you'll feel good about things. Lucky, we'll say you get your fortune point back because you, you, what you, you're succeeding at what you went to do. Mm -hmm. The dwarves are going. Yeah, they're they're on their way to help. So you get your fortune point back too. sweet. <laughs> I'm fully loaded, <laughs> <laughs> but I've got to I've got to decide on using a fortune point before I get to find out about this gobbo roll. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> I, it listen, can't get much worse than a 73. New banana dice. Uh, it is new dice. Uh, that is zero negative success levels. So I fail, but not by enough. To All right. Be. So you're still at three. Yeah. At five positive success levels. 
Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> I rolled a four. Oh, and the no. wolf catches up. Unless... Dan, you've already extracted one of my precious resilience <laughs> from me. Oh my it's just a wolf and a goblin on its back. How bad can it be? <laughs> you you say that like the rest of the goblins aren't going to catch up eventually. No, you they lost them. Follow their yeah. leader, right. though. You did lose them. They're going to follow the leader. Yeah, consider them lost. Following the well, leader. Well, if, if Carl lost him, then the leader certainly lost him. This is a lone leader. All um, alone. Himself. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, I'm just going to accept my fate. Let's see what happens when I... Uh, fight a singular goblin. So, real quick, were you running along the road here? My, I'm assuming not through the woods, right? No, I wasn't, like, you know, hopping over trees and whatnot. I'm really, like, I am trying to go back towards the village, but I'm gonna stay on, like, not necessarily on the path specifically, but I'm not gonna go into, like, the brush and trees, so. Right. Too easy to get lost there, I assume. Yeah. So the wolf catches up, snarling, snapping, the goblin's laughing on its back. What do you do, Mina? Carl's been gone for, well, well, it's been about 30 seconds that the place has been empty. Are you just going to sit tight and wait? I'm protecting Bruno. Okay. That's what Carl told me to do. Oh, you could signal for help with the gun. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. No. Oh. <laughs> just no. Spin that resolve real quick. <laughs> Ninety degree angle. Send for help with the gun. Falls back down. Panting. <laughs> it's it's almost better that you're unconscious so that you couldn't provide that idea. <laughs> I don't think this. He's very quiet. Um. All right. I'm thinking that you make your own like signal flare, right? Just find some like uh, embers or some like hay around here. Put one of the hand pies in the end, right? And then just send that up. Send it up. Just set you on fire. (laughs) So, Carl. (laughs) Yeah. The wolf with the goblin on its back catches up to you, but Mm -hmm. that's its turn. You do get to act first in initiative here. Uh, and just in terms of like framing where this combat's at, like they're too close for me to charge, I assume. They're like, they would be adjacent to you. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I've been running. I don't have the, uh, I didn't even have the boat hook with me in the first place anyway. No. So I'm going to try and uppercut this wolf. All right. I like it. So you're just going to stand your ground and just punch this wolf in the face. Yes. So Carl. This so much. Uh, the wolf only reaction because it's bestial is to attempt to dodge. Those dark odds are still out there, Carl. Oh, God. <laughs> no, what happened? No, I rolled a 73, uh, but I will. I'm going to spend a fortune point that I recently got. I will allow you to hit. I will give you one point of advantage here to represent you kind of surprising the wolf that it caught up to you and you just turn around and punch it. All right. Well, I still have to re-roll, though. So, like, it wasn't going to be a hit with that help. <laughs> I rolled the same number again, Dan. Oh what? It's a one in 100 chance to do that. It's actually a lot higher than that. I mean, yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, it's a one in 10,000 to roll the same number twice on it. Well, here's uh, the good news. I had a bunch of success levels on that dodge anyway. How's that the good news? I don't know. Yeah, that wasn't just your failure. All right. Well, that's any advantage that I had is gone. Yeah, unfortunately. And I don't get to uppercut the wolf. Uh, First, the wolf is going to snap at you. (laughs) Okay. It does have an advantage from winning that test. It's going to have. Oh, so how are you going to oppose this? Um. I'm going to oppose that with um, melee brawling. Okay. You can kind of smack his nose out of the way before it bites you or something. Yeah. 
Well, that's one negative success level. Wow, these dice just aren't kind yeah, to you. Yeah, I'm leaving these dice here. And not <laughs> them you just got to break them in. Um, so the wolf had three success levels. That'll be four total. So that's going to be 11 damage to the left arm. Um, Bites him pretty hard. That was a good roll on my end. Cool, Again. I'm at zero wounds. You're at zero. I'm at zero. Oh, so you go unconscious. <laughs> you don't suffer. You don't suffer a critical wound because you're not below zero. But at zero, you go unconscious. Yep. Something we did wrong way yep. back when in oh uh, Mina's meltdown episode, she went to zero and I had her keep fighting and we were doing that incorrectly. So this is uh, going to be the Carl meltdown episode. <laughs> it's a great huh. thing that Carl's here in person to exact <laughs> vengeance. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So Carl goes down. We should have went back to town. <laughs> this would have happened if we went back to town, though. But oh way goodness. worse. Because we would have been sh- schlopping you along. No. Yeah. Like, if we went back to town instead of going into that tower, none of the last three episodes would have happened. Mm. <laughs> all right. So you are prone, of course. <laughs> and oh, you're not. So if you lose all your wounds, your collected injuries overwhelm you and you gain the prone condition. Until you heal at least one wound, you cannot lose the prone condition. Worse, if you're not healed within a number of rounds equal to your toughness bonus, you will pass out, gaining the unconscious condition. Oh, so I'm not unconscious. I'm just prone. Right. I could drink a healing drought in this position. Yeah. Huh. True. So we didn't do that wrong before you had. Oh, because you would have gone prone and you were still fighting there. Um, Unfortunately, because I am a bad GM, the goblin on the back of the wolf sees that you're not unconscious and he stabs down at you with his sword. This is fate point territory. This is uh, not one of them situations where I'm going to be able to oppose check this either. You can. You'll just be at minus 20 and I get a plus 20 bonus for attacking you on the ground. So you can oppose it. It just you don't have a very good chance. And I could make things worse with negative success levels. I mean, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you have to choose how you're opposing it in some way. Um. Can I oppose this check by pretending to be more unconscious than I am? So pretend like play dead? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, uh, the last time someone asked to do this. <laughs> a perform check. Do you have perform? Oh my goodness. That's an advanced skill, so probably no. not. Um, no. <laughs> I'm trying to I, don't, find... I don't know if I need an advanced skill to just like close my eyes and stop moving. I'm just trying to think of what <laughs> skill would make sense to use there. No, see, you overact it. That's that's the real uh, kicker. It's like you kick your legs. All off right. And you're like, Argh. make a stealth test to play dead <laughs> to, to oppose it if you want. <laughs> Can he argue for a different stat here? To, to for a different skill to roll to pretend to be dead potentially. I mean, I'm pretty good at swimming. <laughs> <laughs> What's one of the things that every child learns when they right. first learn to swim? The dead man's float, right? Oh, okay. oh. so stop it! You're not there. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> I wouldn't be trying to argue this to Carl while right. pretending to be dead by fighting a wolf either, though. <laughs> All right. Um, so I'd say uh, either. Uh, so st- I would let. OK, so I'd let you use stealth to, pr- to play dead. Or if you want to try to dodge or melee basic, that would be at the minus 20. But the stealth doesn't involve movement, so you wouldn't have the minus 20. Here's the thing, though, that all those situations, I have a less than 50% chance of something good happening. Yeah. So I could roll terrible, though. What? Um, you can roll terrible if I don't oppose it, though. Well, you have to oppose it in some way. What if, hold up, hold up. Uh, a feint, right? In, in combat is nothing if not pretending to do something that you're not in combat rounds. He should be able to make a melee basic check to feint that he is no longer alive. Because we're in combat rounds on initiative. He can make a stealth test to play dead, or he yeah. can do something else. 
Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> post this with us. Yeah, this why, so ridiculous. Why not? And sure, I just succeed with a success after all my failures. <laughs> this is what works. All right, so I have plus twenty to this because you're prone. My goblin here gets four success levels. <sighs> okay. Look, <laughs> what'd you have? I had one success level. Okay, so it's only plus three. There you go. So you're going to take uh, so he has a short, you know, a goblin sword and he's going to do 10 damage to the body. That's a negative three. Oh. Now it is a critical hit. Uh, I was pretending, but now I'm doing it for real. Hold on. <laughs> now you actually Not go. Acting. Hold on. Yes, JB. You could take an armor point off that body. It's not a critical hit. It is because you're below zero. Oh. So we'll see what the crit is, and you can decide how you want to kind of react to that. Oh. And then once this is resolved, can that be the point when the dwarves and Lucky show up, please? No, this has been like 30 seconds, and we're an hour away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't know how long we were waiting in the stable after, you know what I mean? That's actually a super great point. Because I'm fairly certain I'm developing ulcers from this, so mm. I need you to be done. Because you're just stressed out I'm from it? I'm so stressed out. All right, so first up, I got to reroll to see where the critical hit takes place. Is the 70, still the body. Good, I hate it when the critical is in a different place than where I hit initially. Yes. I understand why, but it doesn't mean I like it. All right, and then we'll roll another. We'll roll the dice of doom, death, and destruction again to see what the critical effect is. This is less than your toughness bonus below zero, correct? Correct. So I subtract 20 from this roll. You are in luck. I rolled a nine. So that means I will uh, apply it to the lowest. You'll get the lowest crit effect here in the body. Tis but a scratch. You gain one bleeding condition. I mean, could be a lot worse. And as you go unconscious, Don't you hear, <laughs> got him. Dead in a field. Nobody knows exactly where I am. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the side of the road. It's okay. Oh my goodness. You'll be fine. Morgan Freeman voiceover. And they weren't fine. <laughs> All right, Mina. So well, you're waiting in the barn. Yeah, I'm not oh talking. Developing an ulcer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking to you. I mean, Mina's also developing an ulcer from stress, just waiting to see what happens. Holding on to this. I assume you just have the gun trained down the doorway. I have the gun. The doors lock in. <laughs> Does not okay. So how long does Mina wait before she does anything? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Five minutes, ten minutes until I hear Carl screaming out like I am dead in the field. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. So five minutes go by. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. You hear the voice. You hear the sounds of the goblins get further and further away. Okay. Um, they don't totally go away within five minutes. You still hear something, but they they hear they sound pretty far away. Okay. 10 minutes goes by. Okay. You don't hear any more goblins. Okay. What do you do? And then? And then what do you do? I, I, I don't know. I'm waiting. I'm protecting stupid Bruno <laughs> with a stupid gun. <laughs> okay. So you're just going to keep continue waiting? Yes. Okay. Just making sure. So stupid. I want to like go out and help, but Mina would be like, Carl did the sacrifice thing for this. Oh my goodness. I just had a revelation. Potato. Thank you. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> no, I, all right. I just had a great revelation, right? Okay. In your unconscious state. Right. I am the albatross around all your necks. <laughs> and it is Carl's point to protect me. And he's just like, put that on all of you. So. Albatross is a really big, I've heard, too. Right. Yeah. You're a, you've got an 18 you, foot wingspan. You can't harm me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like Mina would like Carl did the thing. 
it's stupid to go out there and then get myself killed and put Bruno in danger. So I'm just going to make sure that I have like a good vantage point for any entrances here. All because Bruno wouldn't spend one fate point in that tower. We have lost <laughs> resilience. We have lost fate. We have lost fortune. Or well, not fate yet, but yeah. everything else. The dark gods. Yeah, right. yeah, corrupted. The, the most wholesome person here prayed to Satan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Man, oh man. I just became a priest. You made me beseech <laughs> the dark gods. <laughs> On his first day on the job. He's still in his probationary period. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. I misremembered the wingspan of the albatross a little bit. On average, they're around 10 to 12 feet. Wingspan, which is still the biggest of any bird. Oh, it's still wow. huge. A guy over exaggerated size. That's crazy. Dan, how does that help us now? <laughs> <laughs> Just look it up as you're discussing this. <laughs> oh my God. So, what's going on? I wasn't listening. I was looking up Albatross. I mean, you said lucky, and I said, yeah. And then we started talking about wingspans. No, she was saying something else before that. I did. Move on. No. <laughs> so, lucky, you're running along with the dwarves. Yeah. Do they whistle while they work? No, they're just jogging stoically, silently. That's fair. Oh, it's not fun. Do you say anything or do anything with them as they or just run along? No, I'm absolutely like talking up everybody, being like, Durex in trouble. Bruno killed a whole bunch from Carl's there. They just keep saying that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Griggs, tell him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love Griggs. Carl, I'm going to go back to you real quick. Haven't you done enough? <laughs> no, we're not done. I'm not done with you yet. <laughs> I'm going to say you have you are currently oh bleeding one. Correct. You are unconscious and at zero wounds. No, I'm at negative three wounds because you stabbed me again. Right. Well, you st- you, you, Not the goblin. Dan, you stabbed no, me. <laughs> no, no. Gutbag Stoatthrottler stabbed you. Ah. I love his name so much. You have a 10% chance of dying from bleeding out. I got the Dice of Doom. Nope, those aren't the Dice of Doom, Death and Destruction. I'm going to get those. No, put them away. I just rolled them. That's so dumb. You're so dumb. This is a dumb game. I rolled a nine. Give me <laughs> those dice. dice are disgusting. Give me those dice. I rolled a oh nine. So, Carl, I'm sorry. I've taken so many points from you today, but unless you spend a fate point, you will bleed out and die. You're really leaving me a lot of options here. <laughs> well, you, think about it this way. I'm at maximum fortune points now. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh I will god. allow the use of that fate point to also end your bleeding condition. Oh my god. What Otherwise, you just continue to have a 10% chance to die, and that just seems lame. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. What a guy. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here in person for this. <laughs> yeah, he's never coming back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to beat the shit out of Carl by himself. <laughs> He had to fly on multiple planes for you to do I, this to him. I, I paid hundreds of dollars to die. You didn't die, though. You just used a fate point, and you have, like, four. No, I mean, three I, now. Two now. What? Yes. When did you use one before? I thought you had I started four. with uh, four resilience. Oh. Okay, me too. Nice. All right, then so you, you don't... Fate point, and then you... Took a fate point. I did. I just took it like that. To be fair, the dice of doom, death, and destruction took them, and they're earning their name. They haven't for a long time in this campaign. No, just for a second. Putting them in my pocket. You're not. No, I don't trust you at all. I pinky promise. I trust you less than Chuck trust Tim playing Marvel Crisis Protocol. I don't know why. (laughs) And Tim kept all of his promises to me. I pinky promise. He did. I just want to roll them and see what happens. No, I just. Carl is not dead in the road. I'll give him right back. Oh, he didn't even say yet. What a dick. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to find those dice. Don't you guys worry. No, I love those dice. Yeah, they're gone They're my original set. Keysturm will never find them. (laughs) I'll be real mad. 
I'm just gonna fudge dice rolls going forward. Then if you well, they'll be dice. fudge <laughs> dice. Because <laughs> your keister's in bad cell. <laughs> All right, so Carl doesn't die in the road. We have Carl and Bruno unconscious. <laughs> Neither of them are dying. Mina's waiting in the barn, terrified, just yeah. jittering it up. Oh man, I totally was gonna have you test at some point to stifle a cough while the oh, guy was looking for you because awesome. you're itching yeah. pox yeah. and I forgot all the excitement. Oh, that's such a bummer. <sighs> that would have really been really fun. I let my coughs loose while I'm running with these stories. Yeah. I really like Carl's plan though. That that was really thematic and in character and awesome. With um with her itchy jitters though, does that mean she has an itchy trinker figure? Figure? Yeah, right. <laughs> if she's all itchy, that her trigger figure is probably <laughs> Part of what's itchy. So lucky. Yeah. After an hour of running, uh huh, you get to the farm uh-huh. with the dwarves. Yeah. Wait, what? Mina. What? Make a. Wait, what? Didn't he test. run along the road? Yeah, what? they would have run into Carl first. What do you mean? Yeah, I was heading back to where they yeah. were. Like I was trying to run to town. You he didn't was... see anything on your way. He was very specific about that. Yeah. Did they take a different route? You're a bad GM. (laughs) Are we going as the duck flies? (laughs) How's your cool? (laughs) Did you already spend a fortune? Yep, four success levels. Hey, so you see the dwarves and Lucky run into the gate and you don't shoot them with the blunderbuss. I'm running out with the blunderbuss though. Like I have the gun. Did you see Carl on your way? What happened to Bruno? Why do you have his gun? He's there. I have gone so many goblins. There were more goblins than I have fingers on my hands. There were so many goblins here and they knew we were here and there was one on the wolf and they sniffed and looked at us and then Carl said, Mina, you stay here and protect Bruno and I will go around. And he ran and he he ran away and the goblins chased him and I went with Potato. Where is Carl then? I don't know. He was running towards you to town. You did not see him on your way? No? He was running to town. He said, I am going to town. (laughs) (laughs) We have to find him. There were so many. He. Bruno's safe, though? Yes, Bruno is still unconscious in the hay. The cart! Bring the cart over there! Oh my god. So you, the, the dwarves bring the cart over. I try to get them to split up if they can. We we passed them somewhere. The goblins are on the road somewhere. Gorham comes up to me. He's like, hold on a moment here. We came here to get your friend. We're going to get him in that cart. It's late. It's late. There's no goblins here. I don't think it's smart to just rush back out there. So we have shelter here. I say we just rest the night. You all look exhausted. <laughs> We can find your friend in the morning. No, this can't be right. We either passed him or something. How many were there? So more than I have fingers. At least 10, 12. What? One wolf. Only one wolf, though, with a a green man with a red cloak and a crown. There were that many left? Mm. So many. Hmm. I think we could take them, but... The tower's got to be unguarded now, right? Or are there more in there? Where did they... That's a lot more than I figured would have been in that tower. Didn't you say they were taking captives? They were. Maybe they took your friend back to the tower. We need to go to the tower now. I don't don't think that's wise with your friend hurt and the, the state that you two are in. Some of us need to go back. The rest of you need to go to the tower. They're just getting back now. They got attacked and then they came after us. There's not ever going to be a better time for you guys to strike than right now. No, we'll strike after the sun rises when the goblins are already nervous about that. But Carl and Durek could be dead by that point. I, well, what you were saying with goblins taking them, why would they bring your friend Carl back and then kill him? When they could have killed, Carl them killed the a lot of them, and I doubt those farmers killed any of them. I think our best bet would be to rest the night here for you to gather some of your strength back, and then we can assault them in the morning. 
right. You look like you have a, a gun. Fine head on those shoulders, Fraulein. Well, thank you. What do you think? I, you agree, yes? I worry about Carl, and if you did not see him on the way here, that makes me very nervous. <coughs> but I do think, um, you know, if the goblins do not like the daylight, perhaps it's better to wait. They will be sleepy. Because they might be expecting us. I don't I don't know. Maybe your friend in the cart there will be better in the morning as well and can put that manling weapon to use. He points to the blunderbuss. I was ready with my gun. Very good. Seems you did well in protecting your friend. I don't understand. I want to remove these Groby from the tower as much as anybody else, but I think we should go when they're prepared. Yeah. But... I'll send a couple ahead to scout it out tonight and see how it is. Maybe Carl got away. Maybe. I'd Maybe he did. This is weird to think. I don't know. Manlings have much longer legs than goblins, and I'm sure he could have outrun them. He was running very fast, and the wolf tried to... But missed him. Mm. The little goblin in the dress got very mad. It was funny. Goblin in a dress? Like a cloak. Oh. It's hmm. red. Red? Yes. It's odd. Goblins usually wear undyed or no, black. Very fancy in the crown on his head. Crown? That's yes. Very strange for a girl bee. While this is going on, I'm rushing over to Bruno to try to treat him more. Okay. You realize there's not there's nothing you can do for him right now. I mean, I don't think I realize any actual medical facts. <laughs> Mechanically, you can't until in the morning. Okay. <laughs> you try to do something, but it doesn't help him at this point. Uh, so you guys kind of acquiesce to Gorham and spend the night here. Could we go back down the road like as far as we feel like Carl would have gone to see... He said he would send a couple of the dwarves out to scout, but okay. like he doesn't want to assault the tower until no, the morning. Yeah, no, I understand that. But like if Carl was running towards town and like somehow he got missed on his way, like I want to go and assess that and see if, you know. Okay. Well, yeah, he like, says he'll send two. Like back towards town, like as far as Carl could have sprinted. Yeah, sure. Okay. okay. He'll agree to that. Okay. Did you find anything? Well, I mean, aren't you going to rest? Yeah, I need to know now, Dan. <clears throat> you won't know for a while. It's going to take them a while, a couple <laughs> hours. God. It only took I, Carl 30 seconds to run that far. They don't know where he went. That was a while ago. Carl was pretty clear exactly where he went mm. on the road towards town. Yeah, we know where Carl was going. The dwarves don't. I told them where he was going. This is the worst episode 71 ever. <laughs> so what do we do? Go to sleep. I guess we're going to rest. I just ran for two hours. I can't do Yeah, you're else. exhausted. Yeah. Like you have one fatigue condition, but you've got to be so tired. You've done so much today. I'm just coughing at this point. I sound like a 75-year-old chain smoker in a diner <laughs> on Route 66. Just that's that's my life. Listening to who let the dogs out because someone keeps playing it on the jukebox. <laughs> Why do we get that gosh dang internet? <laughs> <laughs> so do you decide to to rest here? I probably collapse legitimately. Yeah, once he oh. kind of forces you to, he realizes that you you the two of you would be next to useless in a fight. So use me as a pillow. I do actually because I'm fr probably trying to Heimlich maneuver you for some reason. <laughs> so. I'll let the three of you do your tip, your average endurance test to get wounds back. Oh, yeah. I'm going to heal up. Carl's Carl. sleeping, too. He should be able to roll for this. I That's will let Carl roll for this as well. So if you don't make that endurance test, what happens? Um, you just you don't lose. You just get your toughness bonus back. Okay. You don't take negative. And so am I adding from the negative three base? No, or? from zero. No, zero. Oh, okay. So, Carl. After you come to, your body's had some time to do some healing. You open your eyes slowly in a dark place. The little bit of light in here allows you to see you are in a room with red stone walls. You see 
a bed with bedposts. You're not on it. You realize pretty quickly you're on the floor. And you see there is a severed dwarven head stuck on the bedpost. You recognize it as Durek. On the wall, you see a painting of a fine-looking lady in a red robe. And then entering your vision from a side, you see this ugly squished face with a long nose and a green skin with this tiara on their head. And this goblin looks at you and he just says, Hey, you. You're finally awake. We'll see what happens next time. much for listening. If you've enjoyed this, check out all of our other great stuff over at the network. For example, dropping Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play podcast. Join us as we start off with the Extinction Curse and navigate the world as members of a traveling circus. Also on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got Oh Yeah! Power Phase, a battle report stream live from Bearded Dragon Games, where we go head to head playing Marvel Crisis Protocol. Every Wednesday is Patreon Day over at patreon.com slash professional casual. Every week on the Patreon, you will get new vlogs, bonus content, and a whole slew of other great stuff. Next up on Thursdays, we have a grim podcast of Perilous Adventure, our Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 4th Edition actual play, where we're playing Through the Enemy Within, widely considered one of the greatest campaigns of all time. If actual plays aren't your jam for roleplaying entertainment, on Sundays at 3 p.m. Eastern, we have the grim stream of Perilous Lore where I will be streaming at our Twitch talking about the lore of the old world of Warhammer. Every Friday, get ready, big chuckers, because Elite Eight Showdown is out both as a podcast and on YouTube, where we take a eight subject bracket that could be about anything and everything, pit them against each other and fight them to the death. And you can always hop on over to any of our social media sites and check us out there and get in touch with us if you need to. Over on Twitter, we're at Top Tier Casual. Instagram and Gmail are both The Professional Casual. And then on Facebook and our website, it's uh, Professional Casual.